0: Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast with Charlotte Foster. This podcast is a weekly look at Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire through its culture, as the name suggests. But what is culture? Well, for me, culture is the everyday culture, the stuff you see going on around you all the time, the stuff that just happens. It is a community and it is the people. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of cultural quarter of an hour. Hope you are doing well. Hope you're still managing to be creative throughout lockdown, which is what we're talking about over these uh, new episodes of cultural quarter now at the moment, how we are getting through lockdown by being a little bit creative. Last week, we heard about how the people involved at Stoke North Live at Home are staying creative. They are one of a few groups who have been given a grant by Voluntary Arts England and the Stoke-on-Trent City Council to help spread creativity at home. It's all part of Get Creative at Home. So this week, I want to tell you about another recipient of that grant. It is the Spode Rose Garden. I've been speaking to Glenn Stoker. He's an artist. He's a director at Airspace Gallery in Hanley. But when he was speaking to me, he was wearing his hat that is the chair of the Friends of Spode Rose Garden. I first of all asked him to give me a little bit of background about the garden itself.
1: We uh, started developing the Rose Garden back in 2012 um, as an Airspace Gallery uh, project um, and uh, that garden's association with the China halls and at the time the ceramics panel, um, And uh, we're at, we got to the point in 2016 where the garden opened to the public and about a year or so before that uh, we set up a volunteer group. Um, to uh, try and get um, some concerted activity happening in the garden, get some help in doing the development of the garden, but also knowing that lots of people in that town of Stoke and uh, the city in general really like to get out and do some gardening. Uh, And so the Friends of the Spode Rose Garden was born. Um, There's about uh, 12 of us in the group and we get together um, monthly or more often when uh, when we can to uh, to manage and maintain the garden, put on a series of events throughout the year. And one of those events uh, was going to be uh, around Mother's Day this year, and um, we were hoping to get lots of people into the garden, uh, do some uh, seed planting demonstrations, and uh, talk lots about um, how to grow plants from seeds. Uh, um, ultimately with the hope that we might be able to plant some of those seeds in the garden and then harvest them uh, in a public event in September. Um, but obviously the lockdown uh, got in the way. Uh, they, the event was cancelled. Uh, and uh, at least for the first uh, few weeks of the lockdown, um, people really weren't being encouraged to do anything other than stay at home. So so lots of people didn't get to see the garden in its beautiful spring stage uh, and at that point we were a bit stuck as to uh, how we could carry on within the uh, confines of the lockdown. This particular opportunity came along with uh, voluntary arts and uh, get creative at home and, and we saw it as a way that the activity could still carry on but people could, could do it in the safety of their own home and within the confines of lockdown. So we offered out free seed packs, which included a Lucky Dip pack of seeds, all edible plants, and along with that as free seed tray and some free compost if if that was required. Uh, And we mailed those out to anybody who got in touch with us um, wanting to get involved. And the idea is that um, they grow their uh, seeds at home and when they're at the point of being uh, planted out which is probably about a month from germination to the point where they're ready to go into the ground they can get back in touch with us and we'll either go and collect half of them or they can bring their half of of the yield to us and we'll plant them in uh, in the garden so they get to keep a half and then uh, they donate the other half to the rose garden and we'll plant them out hopefully come september we'll be at a point where our original intention which was to get everyone together for a harvest event uh, can still happen but obviously we'll have to play that by a year.
0: I love that idea that people are getting, keep half themselves and then half to the Rose Garden and it's almost like they've got a, a split side almost, you've got a bit of the Rose Garden in your house at home, with you but you've also, you've got ownership of the Rose Garden as well. It's, it re- I love that idea, that, that connection.
1: Well, it's really crucial for us because we, um, we're we just a group that uh, manages and maintains the garden. The garden's a public space, you know, and we really want to develop. Uh, it's already happening, actually, but um, but we want to develop more this this idea that, that the garden belongs to the people. And, yeah, you're right, that sense of ownership, if you've grown something and then you... Uh, you, you might, you know, just like you might nurture a small child, you might want to go down and nurture your little seedlings and and uh, and see them grow to maturity. You know, and, uh, the the edible border which runs the length of the garden um, along Kingsway is is a public resource really. It's full of uh, fruit trees, um, uh, red currants, apples, plums. Uh, gooseberries, uh, all sorts herbs, herbs, um, variety of different herbs, horseradish, thyme, um, uh, rosemary, sage, all sorts of things, and and it's there for people to pick when um, uh, when it's ready and and take home. You know, it's uh, uh, really uh, <clears throat> uh, a sense that uh, just embedding that sense that the space is for the people. You
0: know? Do people? Pick the fruit, or are people a bit worried about picking the fruit because, like, I, if I walked past it, I'd be a bit. Oh, is this okay? Is it okay? Don't know. It says it's okay. Is it okay?
1: <laughs> I'm sort of the opposite of that. When I'm when I'm out and about, um, and, and actually, there's fruit growing all over all the cities, towns, and cities in the country. It's not just a rural thing. Uh, I if, if I see something ripe and ready, then uh, then as long as I know it's safe to eat, I'm I'm a picker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, we, um, we know that quite a few people go in, in there. I mean, at the moment we've got what have we got? We've got about a dozen or more really healthy raspberry uh, bushes, and they're just up at the point they're maybe two weeks away from ripening. And we know that there'll be people down there uh, harvesting those.
0: Fabulous!
1: Just think of all that raspberry jam. Mm.
0: Um, that's I, oh yeah. I'll hopefully i'll be allowed out by then <laughs> that would be really good to go and have a have a bit as you say about it i always go and pit, you know, it's always you know, i go looking in brambles for berries and things like that when i'm on when i'm out walking i love and you can always tell if i've had a good run like because I go for lots of long runs. If I've had a good run, I will come home and I've got little, the, the juice around <laughs> my mouth a little bit. For um... you don't, you
1: don't even need to take any sustenance out with you because you know, come up, especially you know, in in June, July, and August. I mean, the city is is full of, of blackberries, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Mm. You mentioned about the mental health benefits of of gardening and that kind of, and the creativity that you get from gardening as well. I think people. I think someone has said to me that gardening to them is just outside tidying outside housework <laughs> which I kind of sort of was like yeah I get that but actually once you get going on it it is you can be so creative you can and you do get that mental health benefits is that something that you got you as a team and you, you as yourself have, have seen as you've been working on on the rose garden over the years
1: well, sometimes when we're um, when we're sweeping up the um, the continual fall from our big willow tree, it just it just it seems to molt for twelve months of the year, and so sweeping up the uh, um, fallen bits of willow uh, at, at times like that, you can start to wonder what the hell it's all about, but. Um, I mean, absolutely. I'm an evangelist for gardening as a, a way of getting out of yourself, you know. And I mean, first of all, you know, just seeing constant the constant life cycle of plants, you know, seeing particularly in the spring, seeing new growth, uh, but also, you know, come the autumn and the winter when you're when things are dying off and you're and you're pruning back down, you know, all of that activity is um, is plant care. You know, this idea of care for things other than yourself. It's so easy in the the modern world to become insular and think, you know, the whole world revolves around you and all of the problems are yours. And gardening is just a way to really get yourself out of yourself, Um, as well as the physical exercise, you know, getting your heart going and getting the blood pumping. Um, I think it just offers um, an outward perspective, which is is really helpful. And, yeah, all of our group um, are... Uh, keen advocates of that message
0: and what are your hopes then for, for when lockdown fi- goes it will it's going to lift it's going to lift at some point i think we have to hold on to that it's things are going to get better what are your hopes for for the garden after lockdown
1: i mean i think we're already se- with, with the easing of the lockdown restrictions we're already seeing lots more visitors back into the garden and that's a nice thing obviously you know people are being quite respectful and being uh, um practicing their social distancing and stuff but it's completely possible so I would urge anybody who's listening to this to um, to not be uh, fearful it's a it's a really nice place to go to now um if when things change and get back to normal whatever that is or what that will be um the garden uh uh, will continue to be a place where people can congregate, where where we, as a group and as a town, can put on regular, growing events, events attached to the China halls with its ceramics heritage. But I do have I, I do have one dream, which might be a pipe dream, um, which is if you want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I love a pipe dream. They're the best.
1: Okay, so I've got a sense that one of the things that ought to change from this current situation is that environment um, be, uh, moves up the pecking order in um, city uh, policy-making decisions. We're a, we're a city that relies way too much on the car. We've got way too many car parks in this city. They take up far too much important central space. And right opposite the Rose Garden is Kingsway Car Park, and it's... A key example of this, it's a huge space in the middle of a town uh, that, to us, seems wasted. And I'd like to see that car park turned into a real park with real growing things like trees and bushes and grass and uh, all sorts of different plants. And uh, I'm sure we can find another alternative for the cars that park there the real benefits that I would see for Kingsway Car Park becoming Kingsway Green Park would be so beneficial for the people in that town. Ideally, the stakeholders in the city might look at the example of the Rose Garden and see the artists that were involved in uh, developing that with quite a subtle approach to the city's heritage and allow us to work with town planners agriculturalists, horticulturalists, ecologists, to develop a brand new green space right in the middle of the town. Uh, It could attach to the Rose Garden, it could attach to the Minster Gardens, there are some culinary and uh, leisure businesses uh, back onto that space, and it it could just become a really beautiful green hub for one of the six towns which is a bit short on green space. Um, So my pipe dream is that the example of the rose garden uh, could help uh, regreen and slightly rewild um, uh, one of our six towns.
0: As you were talking I could totally totally see it and as, as you just said they like, go but we're really lucky in Stoke-on-Trent because we've got loads of parks in the city and then I went but where's the big space in Stoke?
1: Yeah. And
0: you're right it really is lacking it isn't it it hasn't got the the same amount of green space as some of the other towns in the city.
1: Sure, and, you know, and a broader uh, point is that our, our city centres are going to have to change their focus. The future, the way I see it, isn't in retail, it isn't in business, not in, not in the centres, um, but it might be in some beautiful, safe spaces for congregation and for uh, lingering a little. But I, I understand that the economics uh, will often take precedence. Um, I am. I am encouraged that some progressive thinking around the world is starting to place well-being above GDP as uh, as the key motivator for policy making. Uh, I'm just not sure we're quite there yet.
0: How exciting do you think it would be to replace the Kingsway car park in Stoke with a Kingsway garden or just a Kingsway green park? I think it's an amazing idea but then I have got myself a bike during lockdown and started cycling everywhere but in all seriousness Stoke is one of the towns in the city that really doesn't have as much green space as the other towns. We're so lucky in the city to have so many green spaces and parks and it was only when I was talking to Glenn that I realised just how little green space there actually is in Stoke. Obviously, I've uh, spoken to Glenn about coming along and having a look at the Rose Garden myself and doing an interview there when I can, when all the friends get there. And hopefully that'll be the Harvest Festival time in September. As always, thank you to Glenn for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too. If you want to get in touch with me, please do. The best way is social media at CQH pod on Twitter and cultural quarter an Hour on Facebook. I'm more active on Twitter. So that's where you're more likely to catch me. I would love to know what you are doing to keep being creative during lockdown and how lockdown is affecting your creativity. Have you become more creative? I'd love to know if you have. Let me know what you're up to as always. And I look forward to speaking to you again next week.